0: Creamy. Mm. I don't know creamy. about creamy meat. No. It's, it's buttery. I think buttery is a better description. Buttery is Hashtag
1: creamy. Hashtag meat cream.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to that. Reload Podcast. I'm your host, Joel, owner of Reload Rub and Seasoning, and I am here with the entire crew today. I have sitting across from me the beautiful, the man, the booge, Jeremy, the kitchen wife. I thought law. you were
4: going for me at that point. No,
2: Jeremy was very <laughs> attractive. No, he he's beautiful. Like <laughs> and
1: uh, my response to that would just be, meh.
2: <laughs> to his right, I got the man, the myth, the legend, our pit master and producer, the man that tickles all the clips, Mr. Matt Farr.
0: Levels, levels.
2: And last but not least, my partner in crime, the backbone of the show, the sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy.
4: Hey, guys. We
2: got a crazy show. What do you got, Jeremy? All
1: right, guys. Before we jump into catch up tonight, I have a little surprise for you, a a bourbon I've been wanting to try. A bourbon you guys have refused to try with me. I have the one, the only, Joel's Dickel Juice. Yeah! (laughs) I wish I had known. I have a bottle I've been waiting to crack.
4: And I've never had it.
1: Well, how is it? How do you like it? Honestly, I just had my first sip and it's good. A light citrus note on the front. I mean, uh, this is, this is the bottled and bond George Dickel, Tennessee whiskey and, uh, you know, hundred proof, uh, nice and mellow. It's, it's a good drink. I, I would go buy another bottle of this.
2: You would.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Hey, but are you getting J- just off this first drink though?
2: Are you getting the raisin flavor?
1: Uh, that, that oh, I'm going to take another slip, another sip and let you know. Hmm. Trivily prunes. Mm, yeah. Just like mine.
4: Down into your plums.
0: Oh, in your plums. Deep
4: in your
1: plums. Jeremy's Kentucky chewing now. Take them out. to the farmer's market. And buy your yeah, plums. I can, I can say prunes on that, like salty prunes. Thank you. Okay. I like <laughs> just, just like mine. <laughs> salty prunes. Mm-hmm. I like can say my, like huh? salty prunes with a nice citrus note to it if
4: they're shriveled then i can definitely see the comparison
2: it's because i've been eating fruit lately jeremy <laughs> so anyways <laughs>
4: <laughs> well what i'm drinking right now is um 12 year butcher's bourbon right here tennessee whiskey We've, we,
2: scored, Maybe. we scored another bottle man over at Christie's uh off of uh, rutledge pike here locally you cheating on nice. do what are you cheating on Bob's? I did. I cheated on Bob's a little bit. I was, I was, you know, I had never been in this, in this liquor store. I've driven by it a hundred times so from the outside. It looks like a rundown piece of shit. Um, but, the best one. Yeah, Exactly. But now that I'm a bourbon hunter, um, I dipped in there early. They are just opened up and, uh, I bought two bottles of wilderness trail, the rye and their bourbon. And then I saw the uh, the bird uh, the butcher's twelve years sitting there, so I snagged. That's what I Matt. That's when I called you as wanting you to give me like some allocated goodness. And you're like, oh no, they're all good to me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you, you made a, good a, good a pretty big purchase at Bob's this week, though, didn't you? I did. Yes. See,
4: and Bob's doesn't have the butcher's bourbon. They don't carry that. We first got it at Total Wine. So I
2: hit my girl Brittany up over at Bob's because she's our our allocated uh, you know specialist. And shout I out, s- Brittany. Yes, shout out to Britt. So OGD, Old Granddad 114, it is becoming extremely popular and is starting to become, for some, hard to find. And I know how this story goes. It happens with every bourbon that starts getting some traction, starts gathering some legs underneath them. They get gone, and then you can't get the shit anymore.
4: Like Elmer T. Lee. Like, evidently, so, that used to be a lower yeah. shelf bourbon. So and-
2: I, I told Stacy, I said, honey, I said, I know it's a big it's a big purchase. I said, but why this stuff is cheap? I said, let's get a case of this jazz, let's get 12 bottles. So we've got it. Cause it's, it's going to go up in price.
4: Well, it just seems, and, and all of our friends and family now have become bourbon drinkers. So when, you know, we, en- we enjoy sharing it with everybody. So when they come over, you know, we're sharing our supply and stuff like that. So to have that for like, so for I- decanter fills is perfect. We don't, we don't feel like we have to like Ration. And ration out.
2: So, yeah, I hit her up. I said, Can you get me a case of this jazz? And guess what? Now Bob's is carrying, because I'm going to take credit, because of me, they are carrying the old Granddad 114 mm-hmm. now. There yeah. you go. So, Eight how days. many is in a case? 12. 12. 12 American bottles.
0: I'm expecting some old Granddad for Christmas this year. Yeah, That's all can. I'm you saying. it's going to
2: last that long. <laughs> <laughs> yes, come on. Man.
0: <laughs> it's going to be gone. I by will then. buy
2: you a bottle. <laughs> yeah.
1: But <it's>, my stash <laughs> <package> ain't <laughs> last that long. <laughs> Ah. Matt, what are you pouring tonight?
0: So I have been working my way. I got started early today. We had some family over for a back porch cookout. Uh, We worked our way through some knob Creeks today. Uh, We started with the 12-year, went to the limited 15-year, and then uh, moved our way up to a store pick, which is 120 proof, which is a little higher than the other two. Uh, and then worked our way back down. It was the first time I've ever done a tasting like this. Started with 12, went to 15, went to the store pick and then back down to the 15 and then back down to the 12. So we gave everything a good equal shot. And, and I would tell you, I'm about halfway through, uh, a Knob Creek 12 year bottle now. So (laughs) it's, Fantastic. I would I actually just told uh, Jeremy before you guys hopped on, if he sees another one, give me a shout because I'm a buyer. Me too. Is the
4: twelve harder is the twelve hard to find or is that pretty readily available?
0: I think the is a little easier to find than the fifteen. The 15 is a limited release and the fancy like bookers type box, box okay, and everything. So doesn't uh, that. But I would tell you the twelve, I think MSRP is for close to fifty dollars and the fifteen is closer to a hundred. For my money, the twelve is excellent i don't think i would pay twice as much for the 15 again
4: all right so knob creek 12 year
2: well jeremy yep. i'm still waiting to crack my 15 when you get over here to the house and yeah uh, he
4: won't crack it without you
2: i'll be the judge he,
1: you told me that you're gonna crack it when you guys get your new house no that's the uh, little that's the little book oh the he, little book yeah little he book, won't gotcha.
4: do the, the 15 year without you he's like i'm doing it with jeremy so. And
1: I should say I'm not
0: a huge Jim Beam fan. Like normally, I'm a little meh on Booker's and stuff like that. This Knob Creek, as a Beam product, is probably the best thing I've had out of that distillery. Really? So thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah.
4: Um, now you just gave me something to go look for.
2: Yeah. There you go. You know what? I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of pissed um, because I saw the 12 year at Christie's mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I didn't snag it because I had the 15. I'm like, well, I got the 15 already, mm-hmm. so I didn't grab wow. it. I can swing back by there again, Matt. If they got it, I'll hook you up.
1: Speaking yeah. Speaking of Jim, Jim Bean, uh Jim Beam, have you guys tried the new uh, Old Tub Bottled in Bond? I think, Matt, you said you got a bottle. I haven't. No. I have a bottle, but I haven't cracked it yet. How is it? It's interesting. For a $20 bottle, um, I'd say it's worth that money. I, I'm not going to go buy a case of them, but uh, it, it's told. an interesting pour. Doing a little research, <laughs> I saw the Old Tub, it,
0: it was, for the longest time, it was only available at the Beam, like, gift shop. At yeah, the in, distillery. at the
1: distillery. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and so then, I think it's just because of, like, all this COVID craziness, they decided, you know, they're not selling any of it in the distillery. Start boxing it up and shipping it out for wider distribution to see if they mm-hmm. can move it.
1: And yep. so I was
0: excited to get my hands on a bottle of it, even if it was just like 23 bucks or whatever. Yeah,
1: it's a completely unfiltered bottled and bottled bourbon. An interesting pour. The neck was a little stiff for me, but after that, it really opened up and I, I, I've been enjoying it.
4: A little mm. stiff.
1: See, <laughs> I, I, was, I got a stiff neck for
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me
1: to rip it for you, Matt?
2: Please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was telling Jeremy today, guys, that uh, I feel like, so we got some. Stacy scored some uh, Weller Antique 107. We cracked that on Friday, in and
4: celebration a, of something that we'll talk about later. Yeah,
2: in celebration and uh, super good. It's just everything I remember it being. But I feel like I'm graduating past the Wellers. Like oh man, like I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like I've I've been so deep into high proof bourbon that when I go down. I'm not getting the same complexities that I was getting before.
0: I think it's more than just high proof. I think it's probably you're beginning to get a taste for that rye. And I would say I'm right there with you. Like when I go back to the weeders now, it feels a little flat compared Mm -hmm. to the ryes. Like the ryes just have so much depth, so much more complexity. Mm
2: -hmm. And that's what I was telling Jeremy is like, I I said, if you put this old granddad, this $27 $27 bottle of bourbon up against this antique 107, and I didn't know what they were. I would choose, I'm pretty sure, the old granddad, but that's a high rye bourbon.
0: Yep. And saying that, I, I should also say I actually found a little bit of a honey hole on allocated bourbon this week, and I came across several bottles that I've been looking for, uh, two more Eagle Rares, which I picked up for some uh, m- some of my dear friends mm. also on this show. Uh, but in addition to that, I also found some uh, Weller Antique 107 for just barely above MSRP. I bought two bottles of it. So, Joel, I'm excited hearing you say that to go back and try those and see if they still carry the same, like, ump for me after drinking some of this other stuff yeah well, that was my nice. first time
4: tasting it and i've got to say i really enjoyed the 107 you know it's, i wasn't a big fan of the one uh, i wasn't a big fan of the 12 year at all mm-hmm. um i, and say I do it's like it's got
2: a smooth I, if i could describe it it's like a smooth body yeah. it has the body to it but it's just like mm.
4: and i do like the full proof um really like the full proof but that 107 i even told jeremy this today when he stopped by was I definitely want another bottle or two. If I see it, I'm going to get it um, because that's one that I could see myself. Like if I'm going to go sit by the fire or I want just like a nice cozy night, that was a nice warm hug for me. That was a nice embrace. I I really enjoyed it. Very smoky.
2: 100%. Um,
4: it Definitely had complexities like you talked about. So that's definitely going to be in our cabinet
2: so me.
0: something I've been thinking about I don't know if you guys are familiar with the concept of like poor man's pappy have you guys mm-hmm. heard of this before yeah. yep
2: yep, yep. it's he's. like
0: a 6040 blend of Weller 12 and Weller antique 107 I actually have quite a bit of both of those on hand right now so I'm seriously considering blending some of that so maybe maybe that's something we can talk about on the show in the future we can uh, blend it up and let it set for a little bit become acclimated we can try it together if
2: I had some right now, I would do it cuz I, I in the past when I would get those I'm like oh but it's so hard to get this I don't want to but like right now like I, if I had both of those right now I would do it just because yeah, I think I, I'm because like- I've had them I've I've had them several times and I feel like that like I was telling you I'm almost graduated past this so I'm, I want maybe if I could amp it up some I do it 100 do it 100% yeah.
0: I'm, like, four bottles deep on Antique 107 right now, and I've got, like, the 1.75 of the Weller 12, yeah. so I think I'm a little bit where you are. Like, I haven't been enjoying that stuff, especially when we did the pouring on the podcast a few weeks ago with the Weller 12. Like, it was good, but it, I might I might like this Knob Creek 12 a little bit better, so uh, maybe we'll try the Poor Man's
1: Pappy together. Yeah. It's interesting where you guys are now because I've only been to bourbon for— less than a year now. So like the weeders like are amazing to me. The smoothness in them, like how easy they are to drink and stuff. Like, you know, I enjoyed the old granddad 114. I got a bottle in my cabinet right now, but like when I drink that, I'm like, oh, this is a this is a stout one. You know, and that's like a sipper for you guys, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would challenge you, Jeremy, to 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 not even I accept (laughs) you (laughs) challenge? Immediately, (laughs) Immediately. I would challenge you to not even touch that OGD anymore mm-hmm. and stick with what you've got for and just start working yourself up like stay like get out of the 90s go to bottle and bond mm-hmm. and then maybe get some like a the antique 107 or something in mm-hmm. the mid mid 100s and just like work your way up that way and I guarantee when you go back to the OGD you're going to be like holy shit this is
1: like I'll say, I'll, I'll say that the uh the OGD 114 is the highest proof of everything I have.
2: Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Minus that bookers you sampled the other day.
1: Well, I don't have it anymore. It's in your I, tummy. I it. It's in your tummy. It. <laughs> All right, let's jump into some catch up, guys.
2: Mm. All right. So go ahead and I'll want drop the bomb real quick. Yeah. All right. Bomb drop in less than 24 hours. So everybody knows we're building a house and we've been getting our house ready to sell. And we have officially accepted an offer on our house that we. Uh, sold this mother liquor in less than twenty four hours, y'all
4: yeah, we had like, um,
2: yeah. yeah,
4: we had three offers after the first day of showings, um and another day and a half of more showings scheduled um but we decided to take one of those three offers rather than seeing what came of the other showings or getting into a bidding war, um, just took it and we're happy with it.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, the the offer we got was over asking price, but go ahead, Jeremy.
1: Now, um, you guys are getting a premium price because uh, your house has been uh, dedicated as a historical monument, as the founding place of <laughs> That Real Ed Podcast. That's so, right.
4: It sure is. So funny enough, it, and it spoke to us because in the contract, the, this sweet couple that uh, put an offer on the house, not only did they pay over asking price, but they said... That they wanted um, reload, rub, and a reload, rub cap thrown yeah. in. They put that. They, they put the the, they
2: put that in the contract,
4: actual contract. So we thought that was pretty cool.
2: I think we need to. Ba- I think we need to bury like a, like one of those like a time capsules.
4: Mm-hmm. And put
2: some reload stuff in there. Just bury it in the yard. Yeah. Somebody ever finds it. Jeremy's right though. <laughs> like but history has been made here. Delicious. It, that's history. It. history was
4: made here, <laughs> right here at the island. We'll we'll
2: vacuum seal them.
4: <laughs> right here at the island was the creation of Reload, and yeah. you know, downstairs was where.
2: There's been a lot of know, uh, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in this house, sl- slinging spices.
4: The ghosts of Stacy and Joel and will be it. forever. But it's cool. It's cool to look back on
1: new chapter. Now coming. it. If they ever decide to replace the cabinets in the kitchen, there's probably a few bottles worth of uh, Reload rather that's been swept underneath there from uh, Joel's seasonings over the years. Yeah,
2: yeah, you right? see, bro, you should have saved me today making that mac and cheese on the sidekick. There was panko. Panko there was underneath the,
4: the deck. Like we went down and like there was panko crumbs on the furniture underneath the I had the deck. it
2: everywhere, man. I'm a mess. I'm not, I Just a little bit of cheese here and five cups. <laughs>
4: But do you know what this yes. means? This means that we are going to have a transition period in between because we didn't know how long it was going to take to sell our house. And we didn't want to get too close to when we were going to be closing on the new build. So now, since it went so fast, there is a transition period where this will be gone and our new house is not ready. So I got to move in with
2: mommy and daddy.
4: Moving in with the in laws. <laughs>
1: You guys are such are you millennials guys? moving back home? Daddy, are, Daddy. You gonna, are you gonna record the podcast from your parents' house?
2: You damn, yeah. damn straight, we're going down to the lake, bro. I'm gonna put the fire <laughs> on and let's go.
4: Uh, we'll be sitting on the water.
2: Nice. nice. Well, she, we actually won't because Stacey doesn't have a warm blood cell in her body.
4: I'm always cold like this, like tonight, we were, or even today, we were underneath the deck watching some football and um, I was freezing. He was in a short shirt and shorts, I had a t shirt, a hoodie sweatpants and a blanket on and I was still cold. Our, Our listeners
1: right. should know it was seventy five degrees out today. <laughs> <laughs> I think
2: Freezing. we're officially into hoodie weather. We are. There was yeah!
4: there was a strong
2: yeah. breeze under there. I'll say that.
4: You know, that's <laughs> something I was breeze. gonna say like <laughs> <laughs> when the cold weather starts to hit, what are you guys inclined to do? Like what comes out? Like are the hoodies coming out? Are you like ready to like make some chili? Like what's coming? Like what Jer- is Jeremy, what are you inclined to do? Jeremy
2: loves making chili. He loves it.
1: mm we're talking about this now. I thought we were going to say it uh, for a future podcast. No, I want
4: to know what you guys are inclined <laughs> to do when the it's cold raw, weather sorry. hits. Uh,
1: wear a jacket
0: and drink bourbon. That's pretty much what I do.
2: <laughs> oh, it's freezing <laughs> outside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I would be inclined to drink bourbon without a jacket.
4: Yeah, Jeremy doesn't wear a jacket in the cold weather. No,
2: Jeremy doesn't no. care if it's sub-zero. He's like, it feels great on your
1: I love it. If I could live in Antarctica, I would. That's because <laughs> when he takes his when he takes his shirt off,
0: he has so much chest and back hair. It's just mm-hmm. like a jacket built in. Uh,
3: part <laughs> Grizzly
2: Bear is what it yeah.
0: is. <laughs> 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 is. He just got it. It's natural. Jacket comes natural. I can't say My much. My world I'm, of
2: Hoth. I'm pretty much working on a uh, skin sweater myself. Um <laughs> I'll say this for me when... Is that a new new nickname? Skit sweater? (laughs) Sick! (laughs) It is. The hair's working from the back to the front, dude. I get the vest thing going on here. You have a vest going now? it's getting bad. Anyways, um, now when it starts getting cold like this, um, the first thing on my mind is hunting season. Um, Mm -hmm. Generally, by the end of hunting season, I'm so burnt out. I I don't even want to think about it anymore. And then I get that two month reprieve, and then the, that cold snap kicks in, and I, you know you go outside and you take a big sniff, and that cold air shoots up the nose and opens up, and it just reminds me so much of my childhood. Uh, it's the first thing I look forward to, and it actually opens up next weekend.
1: Nice, yeah.
4: And we need to meet. That's are you sure. going next
2: weekend? No. <laughs> I- Kind of a letdown. Okay, weekend, uh, I know. Guys. Well, Okay, well, I'll say this: we've had so much going on. I mean, I I could go step in the woods, but we've had so much going on. I haven't had. I don't have. Haven't got a camera in the woods. I know there's spots I can go to and I might see a deer, but I also have not practiced with my bow at all. And and that's the one weapon that I do not want to go step in the woods with, where I have not got caught up. I haven't practiced with because when you wound an animal with a bow, it's not pretty. And I don't want to do that, so I, I'm not going to step in the woods until I get a good, solid two or three days of practice with my bow.
1: Maybe just uh, go online and order some meat from Hultsman, so you feel like you provided for your family. <laughs> no,
4: I want some name meat. <laughs> I'm <laughs> craving that clean, lean meat. <laughs> I need some. I need to get I some. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah, Is right that now the we're going to be moving. Dough yeah, that's they a, bleat. It's like, dough it's bleat. It's a <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Are, are you simulating
1: getting your meat to uh, Stacey here? Is yeah, that what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> that's his <the> mating call. The mating call. No, my, my mating
4: <laughs>
2: call. I'm going to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't so, <cold>. settle down. He wants some take juice.
4: Now, speaking of meat, <laughs> Matt, you have bubbled yes. a. Stumbled and fumbled across an awesome combination of seasonings. <laughs> that's like, that's
2: right. So,
0: a couple of weeks ago, I said if I ever do a brisket again, I think I would go with the fine, fully loaded, in addition to the coarse magnum. We have an a- name in this too now. Ooh. This week, I decided to go ahead and try it on a pork butt because that's a little bit cheaper, a little bit easier, and I'm here to tell you it is fantastic i'm not just saying that because i'm on that reload podcast go get some fully loaded go get some magnum so that i'll give you the specifics this is the best pork butt you'll ever have so start it on 225 put fully loaded on with no binder let it sweat then put magnum on with no binder let it sweat then put it on at 225 let it go all the way up to the stall once it hits the stall crank the temperature up to 275 and then don't wrap it Just let it go straight through to the time whenever the internal temperature reads 202. It will be the best pork butt you've ever tried.
4: And I think something that was also really cool about what you did was you didn't just pull it.
0: That's right. I think that the important thing here is all that flavor is on the outside. That bark is what you're really looking to develop. I took a a big meat cleaver and actually chopped it sort of Carolina style and worked that bark into all the flavor of the meat. And it was fantastic. Uh, I would tell you, even my wife, who is normally a very sweet sauce fan, uh, she put sauce on top of it. Decided to scoop the sauce off and just eat the uh, meat itself with no sauce on it. Yes. That's how good it was.
4: Now, is the Bart was the bark like hard? Like when you were chopping it, was the, were those hard pieces that were throughout the pulled pork, or was that kind of soft as well?
0: It was. It was what I would call crispy. It's not hard. It's not hard to the point not where it's like, like right out. Yeah, not jerky or anything like that. But I think that the real winner is when you mix in that bark with like the internal uh, part that's not seasoned at all. Like when you mix all that in together, it's like magic. That's all I can
2: describe it as. Dude, it sounds
4: amazing. Yeah, and Jeremy.
2: Jeremy what?
1: Yeah, so I I did a new pork butt recipe this weekend. Also, uh, the day Matt completed his, I was going to do an overnight pork butt. So I just did exactly what he did, and I can vouch to say that it was amazing. <laughs> I know <I>, you <I laughs> did. I I did literally the same thing. Um, I don't think I intentionally did the temperature thing the same, but it worked out to be the same thing. I went to bed. Put the, like uh, I did this exact same seasoning. Uh, we're calling it fully Magnum, and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, I did the same seasoning, sweat, you know, fully loaded, um, magnum, put it on the smoker, 225. I went to bed, got up super early the next morning, and then it was right there near the stall. So I cranked it up to 275 so it could be done for lunch. And, uh, it was about a le- 10 and a half, 11 hours, something like that total. Mm. And, um, it, it was fantastic. I told Matt, like, it might've been a touch dry on m- mine because it, there was no wrap. I'm used to wrapping in foil.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, but not like overly dry, not like you're dying or anything like that. But um, but the bark was phenomenal. Um, um, it I, was it was something else.
2: I've got to try this. But for our listeners, how long did you all let each blend sweat on there?
1: About thirty minutes for me, Jeremy. What, what about you? I did so. Um, I was still kind of thawing mine a little bit, so I did about an hour for each one. Okay. And I'm normally like a yellow
0: mustard guy on me pork too. butt, especially you, usually yellow mustard before the before the uh, seasoning. That way, it really tacks up on there. This time, I just rinsed the pork butt off and then just seasoned it direct, and it worked great. So,
2: see that's this I might be like a, a
0: game changer for well, me. See, that's what
2: I did with the brisket too. I did the zero binder on that brisket we had, um, you know, last time, and I feel like the bark on that was pretty pretty mm-hmm. stellar. That's it was a,
1: strong. It was strong. All, I've had binders interfere with my crust before and, and my bark. And so I just kind of quit using them all together.
4: Well, I actually just picked up, um, I was at Costco the other day and they had, you know, we, we talked last uh, a couple of weeks ago about the average price and on sale prices of brisket, but I picked up a prime brisket for three twenty nine a pound. I couldn't say no. So I picked that up. So I think we need to try this fully Magnum deal on that.
2: Ooh, I like it. And Ooh.
4: we're gonna put the probe in the right spot this time.
2: Over and over and over. That's right.
4: Over and over, in and out in and out and, in and in in sure. out and <laughs> out.
5: <laughs> in the same hole. Yep. Always.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna try something new today. We've got bourbon news. I'm gonna throw it over to Jeremy.
2: Ooh, I like it. Let's this. talk
4: bourbon news.
2: Wow.
1: Don't even let me intro my own segments. They see well, got got a Jeremy steamroll okay. right over me there. I have
4: got a you new treat. thing that we are going to do, and I'm gonna let Jeremy um, introduce it. it. I'm going to throw it over to Jeremy
1: <laughs> right now. All right, guys. So, Jeremy,
0: I'm, I'm expecting you to sing the intro here.
1: Yeah. Uh, Matt, I told you I want like breaking news, like newscaster. Like that's what we're going to do with this one. This is not a singing thing. I'm not Joel. I don't sing. <laughs> All right. Here comes the breaking news. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight on That Reload Podcast, we're going to be bringing you the latest, deep-breaking bourbon news.
3: That's
1: where you put the the music in, Matt. Um, Guys, we have heard you. We have listened. You guys love bourbon. As our listeners, you love bourbon, and I thought, what better way than to talk about bourbon every single episode? So we're going to do some segments. Uh, This is going to be a normal thing. If you guys like it, we're going to do some bourbon news, and I have... A few things to bring up. Oh, Matt is listening intently because his camera is one inch away from his face.
2: <laughs> it's seductive eyes, man. Mm.
1: <laughs> now, first thing in bourbon news, I have a retraction from bourbon 102. What? We talk a lot about oak barrels, uh, how they're charred, how they're made. Cooperage, cooperages. <laughs> we were talking last time about barrels and, uh, Joel, you said something to me that made sense, but didn't quite make sense because I work with wood a lot. Um, Bourbon is put in charred new oak barrels. And you made the statement that those barrels came from green wood that are are formed. It is brand new wood and put together in barrels. And that is not true. It is seasoned wood that has never been used before. So it's wood that has been cut, milled to shape, set for a year, and then formed into a barrel. So it is a seasoned wood barrel, but it is still a brand new barrel. But if that's the case, how is it flexible enough for them to shape it into the barrel shape? They they cut the staves in a curved shape. Oh, they do. Uh Yeah. Oh, yeah. That seems like cheating. How is that cheating? No. Okay. So. When you have green wood, it's still putting off all the chemicals from being alive, so you don't want that in your bourbon. And then two, green wood, if it dries too rapidly, not in a controlled environment, which it wouldn't be in a controlled environment, inside of a rack house with bourbon inside of it, uh, green wood is known to split over time. So you'd have barrels busting open, you'd have all those tannins and stuff from the wood still being green, the sap and everything. Um, And so that just would not be a good drinking experience on the back end, and that's why they are seasoned seasoned wood made into new oak barrels. I stand corrected. Yep. Okay. And Makes then sense. a little bit more information on char levels. We talked about that last time. There's char levels one through four and most Cooperages keep it a secret. What exactly their levels mean? That's something that they don't, t- they don't tell the public about just like Buffalo Trace hides their mash bills. It's kind of something that's kept in private, but with those four levels, generally speaking, They represent about 15 seconds. So char level one, 15 seconds, two, 30 seconds, three, 45, four, one minute and full. There you go. And so that's a general rule there. But then Mm. toasted barrels. This is completely different because we had talked about the Elijah Craig toasted. Yep. So a toasted barrel is kind of like the reverse sear. It's not a searing flame hitting that barrel and charring the inside. It's the barrel going inside of an oven and slowly baking for an hour, for half an hour, up to an hour to get um, a different kind of flavor outside of the wood. Really? Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So so that's where you can have a charred and then toasted barrel finish because it's a completely different process for the wood.
2: So now the public knows how much Joel pulls things out of his ass. We are
1: well, new. I brought that in last time. I had no idea that uh, char was measured in such different ways. I thought it was just kind of a standardized thing, but yeah, it is not. So I did some research on it, and I found it to be very interesting.
2: It is very interesting.
1: I should say I went to my local
0: liquor store and I asked if they had seen or tried any of the Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. And the guy said, yes, he had tried it and it was not as good as what the asking price was for it. Yeah. And I said, well, my buddy told me that it's very similar to like a Woodford Double Oak. And he looked at me like I was absolutely insane. So there you go.
1: I would look at you like you're insane, too, because I said the uh, Jim Beam Double Oak. Either way. So double oak and toasted barrel not quite exactly
2: the same well, right Well may, maybe the same concept but Woodford double oak is good I've I have never had Woodford I really like the Woodford never I mm. like I like Woodford products in general Mhm the mass nice.
1: And now to finish out this section, I also have a review on a bourbon that we've all tasted. Um, I I, I found this review this week, and I thought it was really accurate, and I'd love to share it with you guys. It is for Iron Root Bourbon out of Texas. (laughs) And And the review was... Hot garbage. Really? <laughs> Somebody else said so, too. <laughs> That's correct. Did you write that review, Jeremy? No. Stacy tagged me in something in, in a bourbon group that we're in on Facebook. And uh, he, it's like I was asking for reviews. And someone just wrote hot garbage.
0: I like that one. <laughs> I'm oh. disappointed he didn't say envelope
2: glue.
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm serious, though. Like, if anybody says that they like it, I instantly – Instantly, my opinion of you and your, your knowledge of bourbon is going to decrease. But
2: you know what though? But the tight ass of me, I finished that damn bottle. Gave two shits.
4: Finished it down the sink.
2: <laughs> no, my, I my appreciate belly. that. You could have saved that one for the flies. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That's that's true. I could have, but I didn't. I drank it. Was it was in a, that bottle? I looked up the uh, I, the the MSRP I put on the, the porn was not the MSRP. That bottle was close to sixty bucks. So. Mm. I was drinking that damn thing. I found the receipt. I was like, "Shit, <laughs> <I> gotta <laughs> drink this one."
0: Delicious envelope glue.
1: You could have got a Knob Creek 12 year at that price. Yeah, I could. man, man. All right, guys, that is all I had for bourbon news tonight. Unless you guys have anything you you want to talk about? No, sir. No, that we was- are
4: I- going to go ahead and take a break. You know what we are going to talk about on the back end is a repeat of brisket. Ver-
1: Follow up to brisket (laughs) on the flippity Um, flip.
4: Are you
2: you
1: having a stroke?
4: (laughs) What's
2: happening?
1: Uh, Why are you the way you are?
4: (laughs) I just am. It's called bourbon. Um, uh, Yeah, we're going to talk brisket. We're going to talk about the storage, reheating recipes, all of that good stuff on the other side.
2: Yeah, so we're we're talking about what to do with the brisket when, the day after you've made it. So leftover brisket on the other side. All right, guys so we're back from the break and it is time to talk leftover brisket recipes we've got all kinds of different tr- <laughs> freaking a tricks and tips for you guys to use with your leftover brisket
4: so for one you know briskets usually brings out a ton of meat after you're done eating your fill for the day you know you've got to find a way to go ahead and store it so let's talk good ways of storing your excess brisket
1: yeah, because a lot I, of, oh sorry, go ahead. I would Jeremy. say before we even get to storing it, the first tip would be only slice what you're going to eat. Oh. That's a good that's a good recommendation. Tell I like that, that Tell me why. It, it, it it dries out quickly. So slice it as you serve it. You know, if you have a big crowd over or if you're just cooking it for the family for leftovers, slice it as you're eating it. That way it can retain as much moisture as possible.
4: That's okay, right. but would that not make reheating it a little bit more difficult? I'm just curious.
2: Well, you're going to slice it. So, uh, uh, to Jeremy's point, the all the brisket that we made last time, I sli- ended up slicing all of it up, and I put it in a Ziploc bag. There's a lot of fat with that brisket. Oh, it uh, just
4: went into like a big hard it rock. It
2: turned into a giant congealed mess. Mm-hmm. And so if I would have kept that in one solid chunk, pull it out, like you just said, cut off what I need, reheat oh. it.
1: So, so now we can jump into the the storing of it, which I think uh, Matt was the first one to give to tell me to do this. And I've been doing it with all my barbecue scents and it is vac sealing it, portioning it out. So say you have three pounds of brisket and you want to do three one pound portions. I would just cut it into thirds. I wouldn't slice it up right then. Yeah. But um, I, uh, I do this with po- pulled pork all the time. Like We always have frozen pulled pork in our fridge um, and it is super easy and super convenient to have uh, just a pouch in there, vac sealed, frozen. It's setting in all those juices. So when you go to reheat it, uh, you're in good shape. Yep. And I would say be
0: sure to only put as much in the vac seal bag as you would eat in one serving, Mm -hmm. because you don't want to reheat more than what you're going to eat in that, uh, you know, for that meal. And usually for for me and and my wife, it's usually about a half pound with a little bit of leftovers at that point. So uh, That's, that's
1: that's weak sauce, Matt. You need at least a pound.
0: Yeah, I don't have a family of four, Jeremy. So there
1: you go. You saying I I eat for a family of four? Um, Do you guys remember the pile of meat
4: that Jeremy had on his plate?
2: (laughs) Jeremy came down with half the the brisket on his paper plate. (laughs) I (laughs) was (laughs) like, (laughs) I'm ready, guys.
4: That had like the prettiest
1: sandwich with like perfect rows. (laughs) And I'm like scraping the brisket onto my plate and (laughs) shoveling it in my mouth. Yes.
2: Jeremy taught me what all the little crispies were. That day, like all that goodness when you, that just comes off the edges of the bark when you're slicing, he had uh, every bit of that on his plate.
4: Yeah, we were oh. telling Jeremy, get the stuff that was sliced in the center, the nice, like, you know, nope. beautiful, soft pieces. And he was like, I want those crispy pieces.
2: He wanted the Lawn John Silver's crunchies in the bottom of the basket. Yeah. So I went to a place in Texas called Cooper's
0: Barbecue that actually saved all those crunchies, all those little slivers of beef that come off after you slice the brisket. And they put those in a container on their all on their own is called chopped beef. You can order just the little crunchies and no just the little slices. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's what Julie
1: got, and she loved it. That's amazing. That is incredible. It's so good. I need that for breakfast. Now, now, now going back to preserving your brisket, uh, y- you want to portion it out for one meal portions, and then if you have people coming over, you can take out two packets. It's not going to hurt you. Um, if you just want to serve sliced brisket to your friends or family. Get out your sous vide or a pot of boiling water, and gently boil that for about an hour or so. Straight from frozen in the freezer, drop those vac seal bags because vac seal bags are made to be um, put put under uh, under the stress of of hot water. You want about a hundred. I like to do about hundred and fifty degree water. Boil it for about an hour at that temperature, or use your sous vide at that temperature, and then it's going to come out of the bag because it's been it's been just warming up in its own juices in that bag it's going to come out nice and fresh ready to go and you can just go ahead and slice it if you want to do just regular sliced brisket yeah that's the big thing when you when you slice that
0: open in my experience the smell that comes out of the bag it's like you just pulled that meat off the smoker it's incredible
4: well that's a game changer then because what we had you know we had all been hitting the bourbon pretty hard that day We just scooped all the leftovers, stuck it in a Ziploc bag, which then became a greasy ball, hard ball, which still was good. It was still good.
2: I got a fork in there, and I managed just to rake some brisket out. We had to rake it it off.
4: But (laughs) you've got to admit, when we reheated it, it did not have that smell to it. It smelled a little different.
1: It did. If you you can get the the air off of it and seal it in there, best thing ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So that is a game changer, and because a lot of times people don't, we, they will stray away from getting a brisket because they're like they feel like they gotta ha- feed a mass of people. Um, when you can, go, the two people could or a small family could get an entire fourteen pound brisket, and then you can make that make that sucker last you, you know, several weeks, several several different meals by portioning it and back back sealing it the proper way.
1: No, now, br- now- pork or um, barbecue in sealed bags never lasts very long in my freezer. It only lasts about a month or so before we're wanting to have it again. But Matt, you've had some in your freezer for like six months before. Yeah. So I actually used
0: to run a little side hustle where I would smoke a bunch at once, uh, pack it half pounded at a, at a time and then sell it to friends and family. And I always put on there... Uh, best to use by six months from the date that I smoked it. And like you said, Jeremy, most of the time it didn't last that long, but that was what we had tested. You know, it was in our freezer for that long and we reheated it and cut it open, still smelled like it just came off the smoker. So mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible stuff.
4: And that's what's cool about that having that option with the vacuum sealer and, and reheating it that way is you know, a lot of times we save our brisket for when we have people over or we know that we are going to be needing a lot of the meat. You know, you've got a 12, 14, 15 pound brisket. You're only saving it for when you know you're going to eat at least half of that. But when you have those other options, like some friends of ours, when, you know, quarantine and everything was happening, they stayed up through the night and they cooked a bunch of those large whole cuts, pork butts, stuff like that. And then they, uh, freezer packed them in small portions mm-hmm. so that they would have these meals all throughout, you know, a potential quarantine or something like that. So that kind of gives you that option. Let's cook up a whole brisket and say you you get out, you know, eight, 10 pounds after that, you've got a bunch that you have in the freezer just sitting there that you can use easily.
1: I'll say from my my pork, but I just did this weekend, I have two packs of pulled pork in the freezer. And I have like half a rack of ribs, uh, that I tried to a uh, vacuum seal and we're going to see how those, how, how those do. I've done the pulled pork and I've done the brisket and, uh, I'm going to probably try this with all different kinds of, uh, barbecue cuts. Yep. I can tell you from experience, the ribs reheat just as well. So you're oh, in oh, for a nice. treat. I've yep. never, awesome.
2: I've never done that. And I, I would, that I would, I'm not challenging you on that, but, and they say they reheat just as well, but are they, are they still as good as coming off the smoker though?
0: It depends. So, if you're looking for ribs that are like uh, pull apart, like it, okay, so two things here. Some people like the ribs where it, when you bite into them, it leaves like that perfect bite mark. You're yeah. not going to get that with uh, vac sealed and reheated ribs because it's going to come out more like pulled pork, more that's tender. Thing, yeah. No, it's I want be my tongue, more tongue to be tender. lapping
4: up all that meat that's falling off the bone. But that's that's where it. I'm at. Yeah.
2: To be to, <laughs> to be noted, uh, that is the good thing about pork is. Generally, the longer it cooks, the more buttery it gets.
0: So good. So
2: ribs, pulled pork, things like that, they reheat super well. And, you know, this all this portioning stuff we're talking about, something to be noted too, if you back seal it properly, it is not going to go bad in your freezer. Um, one thing you can note is generally rule of thumb is after a year, you will start to lose flavor in the meat. But as far as it being okay to eat, you're good to go. Um, safe. So you can mm-hmm. you. It's not like hey, I've got to eat this stuff in the next three, four, six months. You can keep this stuff in there a long time. So if you really wanted to meal prep, cook a lot of barbecue, a lot of brisket, and keep that jazz in your freezer for a while. Mm-hmm. You've got you can do that. For I, I I have pulled venison out of the freezer that's been two years old and it's been fantastic.
1: Um, if you have barbecue in your freezer for longer than a year, um, you're listening to the wrong podcast. So um, this is a barbecue podcast and you're going to go over to a different one.
2: That's the thing too. I've very few times I've ever had barbecue. Like we, have we ever actually freeze barbecue a handful of times we've done it with we've done the pulled pork, Pulled pork. But most of the time that, that shit is it's, it's gone
4: or the neighbors. So are The
2: stuff, the stuff in my freezer
1: will be gone by next week and I'll be wanting to like do another pork butt. <laughs> (laughs) And that's the thing. I think the
0: reason for that is because we all have really great uh, recipes or meal ideas for how to use up that leftover barbecue. Right. Yes. There's so Mm -hmm. many better ways to use that up than just throwing it on a plate with some sides and some sauce. So, Jeremy, tell me you were telling me in the break a little bit about how you do it. What what do you use your barbecue for most of the time?
1: So during the break, I was telling you I have a signature to me that no one else uses recipe uh, <laughs> for leftover brisket that's absolutely incredible Nobody's. that no one else does. No, one. Um, no, actually, Matt and I were thinking the same recipe tonight. We were arguing <laughs> over who was
0: going to put it on the show. So, Jeremy, go ahead. I'm giving – I'm I'm. I'm uh, lobbing it to you.
1: But, but as the superior cook, Matt wanted me to go through this recipe <laughs> and uh, – <laughs>
3: <laughs> it, is,
1: uh, it is a skillet hash. Uh, this is something we do uh, often on our house. Uh, you can use any meat to do this with, but um, a nice fatty piece of brisket is absolutely incredible. Um, and, and, it, and it's pretty simple. Um, the first thing I like to do is dice up a bunch of uh, russet potatoes. The, the smaller you dice them up, the faster they will cook. So keep that in mind. If you only have 30 minutes to get this meal together, cut them up small. If you want bigger, fluffier pillows, cut them up bigger, but it will take longer. So, uh, diced up potatoes, uh, cook them up in a hot skillet with a little bit of oil, get a nice fry to them. And when they're about three quarters of the way there, um, that's when I like to get my meat. Um, because I'm cooking it in the pan, uh, you don't have to Cook it in the in the sous vide water, but you want it cooled down enough to where you can cut it up. Uh, I would cube the brisket up if I'm using brisket, and then I would toss that in the pan with the uh, with the potatoes. Let that fat render off the brisket and and keep on cooking those potatoes to to where you're getting them closer to done. And let that brisket warm up, get a nice little sear on the outside of it. And then what I would do in this cast iron pan is uh, is make a couple divots, and I would. Um, I drop a few eggs in there and cook those eggs. Yeah, Let the whites man. of those eggs just mingle in with that, with the eggs and with the, with that brisket meat uh, cook those eggs about sunny side up. If you're worried that the top isn't cooking fast enough for you on the stovetop, just tent it with a little tin foil. So you can get some radiant heat in there. And um, a few minutes before those eggs are done, uh, sprinkle some cheese on there, whatever your liking is uh, top it with some, uh, some chives if you want something like that. And um, of course I forgot to mention at the beginning, but the, the best seasoning for potatoes, Potatoes is magnum. So I would, have, I would have added some of that in at the beginning. Yeah, but that 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 is basically my hash recipe. And uh, you can do that with any barbecue or leftover meat. God, sounds good. So I, I would say that sounds excellent. I have a few
0: tweaks I would make to the way that we normally make hash. So yeah, when we cube up our, our potatoes, we typically throw them with some olive oil and some high caliber in the oven. So that way they become uh, cooked through and then that way, whenever whenever I get them out of the oven and put them in the cast iron skillet, all of the cast iron skillet has to do is crisp up the outside. They're already cooked through at that point. I have to wait for them to cook all the way through.
2: Okay, what you so, got, Joe? So, how,
1: that, how big are you cubing those up? That was
2: just going there.
1: I would say a half inch or less. Okay, I, I'm going a lot smaller with mine generally. Um, do how do you keep yours from turning into mashed potatoes? high heat, very high heat and and a good layer of oil on there. And and like they're literally fried potatoes when you cook them in the cast iron pan like that. If you were going with bigger ones, you could parboil your potatoes, and I've tried that before, and you'll get a more pillowy texture out of it. But usually, when I'm making this, it's it, it's quick, down and dirty. Um, I, I, I'm just I'm cutting up my potatoes real quick, frying them in that oil, and then just working from there. And that way, it's a one pan meal.
2: See, when I think of hash, I'm not thinking of a, of a pillowy potato. I want that yeah. sucker to have. I mean, want some crisp. I want like a little bit of a soft center, but I want that mm-hmm. crunch on the outside.
0: Be
4: that charm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah. I should say I also normally do like a mix of golden. Potatoes and sweet potatoes for my hash. Whenever yeah. I'm using barbecue, okay. so it's a little bit different there. The sweet potatoes particularly take a little bit longer
1: to cook through. Absolutely, yes. yeah.
4: What potato did you say you were using, Jeremy? A russet.
1: Russet. A russet is my go-to potato.
4: Okay, and so you were talking about sprinkling some shredded cheese and chives on that. Are you actually sprinkling that on top of the eggs as well, or just the actual like potatoes and yes. the meat hash?
1: The eggs. Um, I'm only going to say this once. Measure that shit with your heart.
4: I know. I'm just <laughs> saying. Like, does the cheese land on the eggs? Or are you le- are you leaving the cheese Stacey, off the
1: eggs? Stacy, I, I just told you. I mean, I just told you.
4: But he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, he,
1: but, he didn't. but he did it. But he <laughs> did it. Stacy, what that means now that I have to break down, measure that shit with your heart for you. If you want cheese on your eggs, put cheese on your eggs. If know, you don't want like, cheese on your eggs, don't put cheese on your eggs. You know, when you're put, not y- y'all know on how she and is. throw cheese at it from the other
0: side of the kitchen, and wherever it hits is where it hits. Like
4: to me, I've never made one of these because I've always been skeptical. Like you had said about the egg. Have you never
1: put cheese on your eggs?
4: Oh, I put cheese on my eggs all the time, but you it put not having on your eggs. F- for not having that flip. I know you said like the tent, but like when do you know it, that that it's weight a, is done? It's a
1: sunny. It, it, it's a sunny side up egg. Yeah. Think of it like that. It's a sunny-side-up egg.
4: I wouldn't put cheese it, it,
1: on that. If you don't want to tent it, you can just pop the whole thing in your oven. So oh, normally I will idea. make a little like a well in the hash
0: and then put yep. the eggs down in the well. And then I'll pop the whole uh, cast-iron skillet in the oven. So
4: it kind of cooks. That way
0: it cooks the eggs from both sides in that in that situation. Ah, so
1: I so like I should have said like um, – I'm cooking with, like, medium-high heat for the potatoes and the brisket because I want to get a nice sear on them. But then um, I turn the heat down uh, pretty low when I crack the eggs in so that I don't cook the yolks all the way through. Now, Matthew,
4: are you putting cheese on your eggs?
1: I'm Like I said, I'm just
0: throwing cheese at the skillet, and wherever the cheese hits is where it hits. Mm -hmm. At that point, it's all going to get mixed up in my mouth anyways. You know what I mean? So it's like green onions— typically like scallion greens, mm-hmm. uh, barbecue sauce, cheese, wherever, wherever Hot that sauce, sauce is, whatever you want. That's what's going on my mouth.
2: So y'all know how analytical she is and on things she has to, when we have a new recipe. There's no throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. <laughs> and we, we are, it's gotta be, we gotta fit, follow this thing to the T and figure it out and then go from there.
0: But skillet hash is kinda like fried rice in that you can kinda do it however you wanna do it. Like if mm-hmm. you want cheese on your eggs, put cheese on your eggs. If you wanna miss the eggs, then you know, gingerly sprinkle the cheese on where it doesn't hit the eggs. That's totally up I to you. I don't eat.
4: like gingerly when and there's when there's cheese talking.
2: Yeah. That's me. what I'm talking about. Yeah, I want to do like on a on cheese there. pizza. to cut, right. cut the bag, dump it in.
4: <laughs> yeah. Now you're talking my language. And we're talking a slutty egg, right?
2: Oh, 100%. Whore egg. Oh, yeah. Whore ass yeah. egg.
4: I mean, she's slapping her juices everywhere, Fuck all God. over that hash. And generally,
1: how I do my servings is like I'll scoop up the egg so it remains integrity and that person can break it apart on their plate and mix it all together. That's the best.
4: A slutty yeah. egg is a nice... Where, where the yolk is just pouring out of it like a nice oh yeah oh egg. yeah that's the only way to eat eggs yes.
0: i didn't
2: know there was another way
4: yeah uh, you want them juices going all over that ash
2: <laughs> so <laughs> all right who who's got the next recipe <laughs> let me go real quick so, Yo. so that's what he said you all know that i love vessels i'm a tortilla freak
4: everything's got to be in a vessel
2: i love i love burritos i love i love tortilla tacos Um, What I like to do with my brisket, leftover brisket, is I like to get a cast iron skillet or a flat top, rip roaring hot, and I will take the brisket and I will throw it in there and I will just singe the outside, kind of get it crisped up. I'm not going to leave it in there long. Go ahead.
1: Is it like the chunk of brisket or sliced brisket? Sliced brisket. Okay, yeah, so still so. cold, out of, still, still still cold, but sliced.
2: Yes, still cold, mm-hmm. but sliced. And, and so what I'll do is I'll, I'll make my slices. I'll probably do like little one by one squares or something like that. Throw it in there, toss them around so they get nice because that fat's going to melt in there and it's going to start popping. It's going to crisp up really good. I'll pull that out and then I'm going to saute up some red and green peppers and some onions. I'm going kind of Philly style here. If you're not picking up a little bit what I'm putting down, I'll get those nice and charred. I'm going to do roll that up in a burrito with um, some Colby Jack cheese. I'm gonna throw that all over the top, and then don't give me that face. I like Colby Jack cheese. Okay,
0: it's like plastic.
1: No,
2: it's not. Come on, it's, it's better than American. Okay, there you uh... go. Mm. <laughs>
1: I
3: love or American cheese. Any, or any okay. cheese
2: of your choosing. Okay? With with the old Jeremy <laughs> action there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to roll right. that up. I'm going to butter that tortilla. And then I'm going to put it straight in the cast iron or flat top and brown brown the outside. Get it all nice and crispy and crunchy. And that's going to be how I do it. It's simple. It's easy. And it's freaking delicious.
4: Brisket in a poncho. Sounds good.
2: Brisket in a poncho. So the,
1: the brisket burrito.
2: The brisket burrito by yours truly. Mm. The end. But you could do anything with it, man. That's just the base. You could, you can take the peppers and the onions out. Hell, you could even throw some damn eggs in there. You can do whatever the hell you want. Hell, you could even put some hash in there. Mm-hmm. Hash, hash, scattered, smothered, covered, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, apparently my recipe sucks. <laughs> Moving on. Who's next? So Jeremy stole mine. I was going to say
0: hash, and he said hash. So I would say if you weren't going to do a hash along the same lines, you should do a breakfast taco. So some scrambled or fried eggs. Uh, I would say even maybe throw a little bit of bacon grease or bacon in there or sausage uh, with some reheated barbecue in a tortilla. Like Joel said, maybe even some peppers or onions. But throw some salsa, throw a little bit of barbecue sauce in there. You can't go wrong.
2: Oh, dude, that, that's smash, mm-hmm. smash city. Smash city. City.
1: The taco vessel for, mm-hmm. for any leftover barbecue is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. Or a quesadilla. A quesadilla is also a good selection.
4: I actually, <laughs> with the leftovers. pronounced quesadilla. This is not my choice, but the leftovers from the brisket that we did from Brisket 101 was, um, I made a brisket quesadilla myself, but that's not my choice for today. The one that I'm sharing today is one of the reasons why I look forward to cooking brisket is for the leftovers. And what we like to make is brisket smoked, smoked brisket nachos. Nachos. Yep. So I, I get, a, get a cast iron skillet and layer the chips, layer the cheese, layer some chopped up brisket, um, some pickled jalapenos. And one of the key ingredients, mm-hmm. pickled red onions, and I am more than happy to share my recipe for that. Um, load it, all, all of those layers, load it up, and then I uh, sprinkle it with some high caliber. Yeah. And then smother it in our double action creamy sauce.
2: We've not talked about that. Pickled red onions on with paired with brisket is fantastic.
4: Yeah, we did talk about it a little bit about how the vinegar does kind of mm-hmm. counteract the the fatty creaminess of it. And 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 it really just pops. It gives the nachos a crunch, like a fresh crunch and that vinegar aspect to it. And then you've got the creamy double action mayo on there. It's just so freaking good.
2: Yeah, it's
1: delicious. Yep. No, yeah. Stacey, when you're putting cheese on your nachos, do you like aim for the chips or for the chunks of brisket? I want to know which one. Okay.
4: <laughs> so it's like a giant supply drop. Like boom. <laughs> absolute atomic bomb on my nachos. <laughs> We need to take a break. <laughs> oh, well, that's <laughs> it, folks. I mean, it is. If you want the pickled red onions recipe, I'll be happy to share that. It's it's something that you want to keep in your fridge all the time and pull it out, take you a biteful, put it with it, whatever.
2: DM DM the TRP uh, that Reload podcast on, on Instagram and Stacy be more than happy to hand
0: that to you. And not to be underestimated, I think, in my opinion, probably the most underrated. Reload Rub is High Caliber. Mm -hmm. High Caliber also cuts through that fattiness as well, that uh, delicious
1: chipotle garlic blend. Mm -hmm. Throw it on your barbecue. It's delicious.
4: It's a little tang to it. High
1: Caliber is my mom's favorite. Um, Momo, she loves the High Caliber. Bro. we
4: actually made wings with those tonight.
2: I I made some wings tonight. Straight High Caliber, furry as hell. And that Mm, that garlic punched you in the face. It was so good. So good. I
0: mean, that's what I want out of this world. Reload. Punch. Punch.
4: <laughs> All right. So we're doing something special again. again. 22 and two is back. That's we right. have an awesome competitor coming up after the break. You are not going to want to miss it. Hey.
0: Right guys, welcome back from the break. So we're bringing back your favorite segment, the segment you've been waiting to hear ever since you heard it last time. This week we're bringing back twenty-two and two. So this is the segment where we call a listener and let them face off or duel, if you will, against one of the Reload Podcast crew members. So this week we have Will from Hooked on Barbecue. We're gonna give him a shout. Uh, See if he'll pick up the phone and he's going to tell us who he wants to duel against. So, Joel, you want to go ahead and give Will a call?
2: Yes, sir. I'm going to dial it right now.
1: We should let the listeners know if you don't answer this call, we'll leave you a really long voicemail. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Hello? Will, what's up, bro? What's going on, my man? What's going on? Welcome to That Reload Podcast. (laughs) this sounds this sounds so official well because it is okay it doesn't get any more official than this (laughs) all right man hey listen bro we're happy to have you on i'm gonna pass you over to matt right now he's gonna break down what you're about to do brother
0: will before we get started i need to hear your signature intro let's go
5: what's going on everybody there it is. No. No, no. Is. Not,
4: no, I am not happy with that. What's st- up everybody?
2: I want to hear
5: it. I oh, see. That's what happens when I don't have enough to drink. Ah! <laughs> All right. So, what's up everybody? Yeah. yeah that there it is. So, Will,
0: you've you've listened to the show. You know how this is going to go. You're going to have 22 questions and 2 minutes to, to answer as many of those as you can. So, what we need to know first is who from that reload podcast do you want to face off against?
5: All right. Well, I would have picked you, but since you have the questions I can't I That's can't right. pick you and I I would pick Jeremy, but I'm not sure my toolboxes would be quite large enough to go against him. Um and I would go against Joel, but that would probably be pretty obvious. So, I'm actually going to go against Stacy. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's go. I'm
4: nervous. I've had too much bourbon, Will. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a train wreck. All right, so should I take my headphones off?
0: Yeah, go ahead and take your headphones off. Uh, Stacy, step into the other room and we'll call you back whenever uh, Will has gotten through his questions.
4: All right, I'm going outside. I will not be able to hear this.
0: All right, Will, we're ready to go. Uh, Joel's got his finger on the button. You ready to get started? I'm ready. Let's go. Here we go. Ready, set, go. What did the itsy bitsy spider climb up? The water spout. When Michael Jordan played for the Chicago Bulls, how many championships did he win? Uh, five. Which Tullahoma, Tennessee distillery do many non-distilling producers source their whiskeys and bourbons from?
5: What, um, uh, re, uh, re, re, re. repeat the question, please. I'm sorry. From which Tullahoma,
0: Tennessee distillery do many non-distilling producers source their whiskeys and bourbons? Um, past. Which country produces the most coffee in the world? Um, Me- uh, Me- Lake Mexico. Which two primary colors mix together to make purple? Uh, yellow and red. What other name does corn go by? Uh, pass. What is 27 divided by three?
3: Oh gosh. <laughs> Come on, man. This is so easy. Pass. It's so easy. What, oh, my
0: gosh. What, which distiller makes Old Forester bourbon? Um, I'm going to pass Gosh What was the number one best selling beer Not brand in in 2019 Pours. In which board game Do you try to solve a murder uh, Clue Which bourbon distillery Served as the theme for the first ever Pouring on the podcast
5: Oh my gosh uh, I should know this. Here we go. Hurry up. Uh, pass. What was the only U.S. state to grow coffee? Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> Will, do you have an answer to the last one? What's the only U.S. state to grow coffee beans? Uh, Texas. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get Stacy
5: back in here and see how she can do up against Will.
2: All right. Hang on. Let me go get her real quick.
5: Some of those were so incredibly easy. I can't believe I didn't get that. <laughs> That's the pressure, Will. That's the it's pressure. doing too. The, sure. the problem is, I would have been better if the question started harder. I think. I think the easy one kind of <laughs> messed, <laughs> you kind of messed me up a little bit.
2: Oh, Will, my man. I
4: might need a rundown of what the rules were again because it's been a while.
5: So,
0: uh, real quick, uh, the rules are: I'm going to read you each of these questions. You give me an answer. If you don't know the answer, you can pass if you would like, or uh, you, you can sit and wait for a que- uh, for an answer, whichever whichever way you would like.
4: Okay, I've got my sleeves rolled up. I'm ready.
0: Uh, before we get Stacey started, many, uh, yeah, uh, go uh, ahead and
1: tell Stacy how many uh, Will got Will got right. Stacy, Will got two questions right. You should be freaking out right now because they are more tough than last time they're incredibly no, they're difficult. uh he got two right and like uh, i think he's gonna win <laughs> i think he's gonna win all right Matt, uh, roll into it let's go wait, right, wait wait wait, wait. did he get two right yeah that's okay.
4: what okay. i don't believe jeremy half the time okay.
1: well, i lie a lot so
0: all right joel go ahead and kick us off here we go Stacy, what did the itsy, sp- itsy Bitsy Spider climb up?
4: The water spout.
0: When Michael Jordan played for the Chicago Bulls, how many championships did he win? Seven. From which Tullahoma, Tennessee distillery do many non-distilling producers source their whiskeys and bourbon? George Dickel. Which country produces the most coffee in the world?
4: Maxwell House.
0: Which two primary colors mix together to make purple? Red and blue. What other name does corn go by? Maize. What is 27 divided by three? Nine. What distillery makes Old Forester bourbon?
4: Old Forester.
0: What is the number one best-selling beer, not brand, in 2019? Bush. In which board game do you try to solve a murder? Clue which bourbon distillery served as the theme for the first ever porn on the podcast?
4: Um, it was wild turkey, but it's Jim Beam.
0: Which is the only U.S. state to grow y- coffee beans? Pass. What's the only edible food that never expires? Rice. Immersing food in vinegar to prolong its lifespan is known as what? Fermenting. What is 32 plus 13?
4: 45.
0: Name the Italian pizza with only tomato sauce and mozzarella.
4: Margarita. I'm sorry. Spell
0: spell the word definitely.
4: D-E-F-I-N-I-T-E-L-Y.
0: Which scale is used to measure the spicy heat of peppers?
4: Scoville unit.
0: What is the official distilled spirit of the United States?
4: I couldn't hear it. Sorry, I had, to,
2: I had the music up too loud. Uh,
0: what is the what is the official distilled spirit of the United
1: States? Vodka. He said United States, not Russia. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Because we're a vodka podcast.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. So do we want to go through the the questions and answers here? Yeah.
4: I think everybody wants to know what they are. (laughs) Well,
0: first
1: of all, do we want to break down how many things he got right? That's right. I am counting... 10 correct answers.
3: Oh, Will got crushed, bro. <laughs> Dang.
5: I okay. tell you one thing, you uh, hear them come through the second time and all the ones I got wrong. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's hard when you're so, put on the spot.
2: I want to say this, yeah. the, the TRP crew is undefeated <laughs> in 22 yeah. and two. Two for two. That's right. So Good game, let's, Will.
0: let's run through a couple of these real quick just to give the right answers when michael jordan played for the chicago bulls how many championships did he win Five. the answer was six Shit.
2: yeah no one got that right what will gets that price is right rules without going over <laughs> okay so we can give
0: will three then yeah from which Tullahoma, Tennessee distillery do many non-distilling producers source their whiskeys and bourbons? The answer was George Dickel. I think we would
1: have accepted Dickel juice also, though. That's
0: right. <laughs> which country produces the most coffee in the world? The answer was Brazil.
4: Oh, wait a minute. I thought you said which company.
1: She goes, That's why we she were laughing at Maxwell House. She goes Maxwell
4: House. <laughs> no, I thought he said which company. <laughs> Not country. I heard company. I just I...
1: Which
0: two primary colors mixed together to make purple? Uh, the answer was blue and red. Will, I think you said yellow in there. You said- Probably. It sounds about right. <laughs> 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 what other name does corn go by? The answer was maize. What is 27 divided by three? The answer was nine. Which distillery makes Old Forester bourbon? The answer was Brown foreman Distillery.
1: Not what was Old Forester Distillery.
0: We've been to <laughs> Old
4: Forester Distillery, so I just assumed.
0: <laughs> what was the number one best-selling beer not brand in 2019? Yeah. The answer was Bud Light. Which Dude. bourbon distillery served as the theme for the first ever Porn on the Podcast? Uh, the answer was Wild Turkey. Stacey, you said Jim Beam, which I'm not really sure
5: why she, you said that. but
2: She said Wild Turkey, and then she said, but that's Jim Beam. And is like, yeah. not right. So, oh, like, maybe half turkey. a point. I thought
4: wild turkey was Jim Beam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have half a point. Is wild turkey not Jim Beam?
2: Wild turkey is wild turkey. No. Wild turkey is wild turkey. Really? Uh, <laughs> sorry.
4: I didn't know that.
0: I like that turkey call. What's the only U.S. state to grow coffee beans? Hawaii. Uh, what's the only edible food that never expires? The answer is honey. Uh, embracing
1: a food in- <laughs> What's that? <laughs> rice? Rice. Yeah. Stacey, immersing. this next one is where you really shine. <laughs>
5: Immersing of food
0: and vinegar to prolong its lifespan is known as what? The answer was
5: pickling.
4: Oh, yeah. I said fermenting.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Fermenting. I was confident <laughs> on that. I'm making a freaking meat bourbon that's going to be delicious. Behind that, I knew I,
4: pickling. I knew, I knew pickling.
1: And you just went into your whole pickling thing in
2: the last segment. So. <laughs>
4: that's just, it tells you when you're in the hot seat, it's a little too hot.
2: Will, Will, buddy. Listen, man, you got wrecked. OK, I
5: got destroyed. <laughs> yeah. And the funniest thing is, like, after listening to this, the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, my gosh, you got to pass on something you don't know the answer to immediately. I can't <laughs> believe that.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I realized <laughs> that towards the ridiculous. end.
0: I will say Stacy made it through 19 of the 22 questions. That's Which a is oh, wow. a new record. I realize we've only done this twice, but that's pretty dang impressive.
2: Thank so you. well done, Stacey.
4: Thank you very much. Wow. I, you I had a great competitor. Too. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> I was honored to go up against you.
2: That's right. Jeremy. Well, first of all, you know, Billy boss barbecue. We appreciate you coming on here and, uh, <laughs> and competing. Uh, no, seriously, man. Uh, I've been wanting to, uh, get you on here for some time. So I'm glad you came on and competed. And even though you got wrecked against Stacey, but Jeremy, Wrecked. Wrecked. Uh, Jeremy, tell the man what he's won.
1: Oh my gosh. We didn't talk about this. Did you win something? They, they,
2: <laughs> <a coaster. laughs> they win the same thing a every coaster. time.
1: Oh, uh, Will, you are the lucky recipient of any reload tank that you want. As long as it's double action. Is that right, guys? (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) So you can choose any tank that you want, as long as it's double action, and you get a customized specialty. Only 22 and 2 listeners get a TRP coaster.
2: Congratulations, Will! Yay! (laughs) I
1: I, I just feel like such a winner now.
5: You're a winner That's in our
1: hearts. The consolation prize. <laughs> well, before you go, I want you to shout out your Instagram page and stuff so people can find you because you are an incredible cook.
4: Oh, my gosh. We love your page. Oh, thanks,
1: guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you guys can find me over
5: at Hooked on BBQ on Instagram. You can see all the fun cooks I do on there.
2: Yeah man I'll say one thing about your Instagram that I love very much is it brightens my day. I go over to your place and and watch you cook your food and just listen to you talk puts me instantly in a better mood. Mm-hmm. So I- it's
4: great energy and it's positive and excellent, uplifting.
2: Excellent page.
5: Thanks guys. I mean that's I mean that's really what it's all about, you know. And, and I feel like you know that I you know I think of your guys podcast and that's that's one of the things that got me hooked. There's no fun intended there, hey. but I got hooked on this podcast because you guys just want to have fun. You know, you just want to spread like the word of, bar- of barbecue and and of course have a few drinks along the way. You so understand. that is That's definitely right my there, really. that is definitely my kind of people. So
4: and I have a question <laughs> for you, Will. When you make your breakfast hashes, do you put cheese on top?
5: A hundred percent. All right. You put cheese, but. But do you put cheese
0: on the eggs in the breakfast hash?
5: I put it, yes. I put it in before I mixed it all up.
4: Oh, okay. that's another, that's another, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Someone help me out. No here. wrong like answers here. here. Yeah. Yes. Another variation. And I liked it. I like it.
2: Well, to each their own, you know, everybody's got their <laughs> own way here. We had a big, we had a, a little hash. Debate while well, we, we, we
4: hashed out hash, we hashed out.
2: Oh yeah. man, I, I hashing out hash That's I the title totally, of the episode. I totally missed that one. All right, well, Will, dude, thank you for coming on, buddy. We're gonna get back to it, and uh, we're gonna have to get you on for a future podcast as well, bud. Oh,
5: that, yeah, that, yeah, that, that, would, that would definitely be fun, guys. Thank you. I really appreciate it. All
2: right, thank you, buddy. We'll Thanks,
1: see Will. you Until next time, man. Right. Bye, Billy, you, Billy Boss Barbecue. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. <laughs>
3: All right. Yes. Bye.
2: Bye. <laughs> Hooked on barbecue, everybody. Well, that was, dude, 20, 20, 22 and two has got to start making some more resurgence because that was an awesome- uh,
4: Great questions, Matt. <laughs> yeah. And I, I wish I, the whole company, that's why I I paused, thought it was the company of coffee. That's why I said Maxwell House. I was like, Folgers mm-hmm. or Maxwell House?
2: Maxwell
1: House. <laughs> Stacy did, did, did I get you psyched up in the beginning with telling you how hard it was after the last run-through? Slightly. You, she, I don't think was, it matters how hard was, the
0: <laughs> questions are. It's when you're put on the spot. It is so tough to come up with those answers. She you
2: was know? looking at me like, did he really only get two? Did, yeah. he, just, did he really get
4: in, in pickling. I knew freaking pickling.
1: Fermentation. We, we need to ask our audience. We need to throw up a TRP story let us know, should we make the questions more difficult or more easy?
4: No, those yeah. were perfect.
2: That, uh, yeah. Those I, were perfect.
4: I think they were perfect I because think they so. were difficult, but then I had to think about them.
2: Yeah. it was. A, they served you up with a freaking, you know, uh, a, a easy ass question on the very beginning, and then it, it jumped around yeah. from there.
0: Mm-hmm. What did it, the itsy bitsy spider climb up? I've got to give a shout out to the general, my wife, Julie, for coming up with that one. She needs Prime to do it. Time first. <laughs> shout out, Julie. If yeah. I was
2: going, I would have had a hard time saying this dick. Howard, I'm not saying this is. you. would have
3: sacrificed a point. not worth the
2: point. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a break. And on the other side, we're going to get into your favorite segments of the entire podcast, Rapid Fire with Jeremy and Read Little Recommends with yours truly. We'll see you on the other side.
1: Welcome back, y'all. We are going to jump right into our closing segments, the ones that you've been waiting for the entire podcast. We're going to jump into
3: rapid fire questions,
1: guys. We're going to have some fun tonight. Uh, you're sitting in the order of Matt, Stacy, Joel. Oh, Heyo, man, so that's how we're going to go. Hey, uh. Matt, I'm putting you at the top because you have been drinking for like 12 hours now and your answers are going to be the best. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. (laughs) You guys will be glad to know I have a special themed rapid fire questions and it will be apparent pretty quickly. So let's jump into them. Let's go. Matt, first one. Mozzarella sticks versus onion rings. Mozzarella sticks. Absolutely. Absolutely.
4: Mozzarella sticks. Extra extra marinara.
2: Onion rings all day. with that mustard.
1: Go. Bigfoot versus flat earth, which is more likely to be true? Matt, Bigfoot. Stacy,
2: Bigfoot. That damn Sasquatch.
1: Hmm. Karen, versus Denver and Lily. Matt. Ah! Uh,
2: uh,
0: I got to go Denver and Lily. I got to tell you man, uh, this will be my rabbit hole. I tried those guys out. They've got a special glass that lets your nose, nose get closer yes. to the bourbon. Your nodes, <laughs> your node I, holes. I had quite a bit of uh, knob creek today out of one, and it was awesome. So, hundred percent recommend. I know this isn't reload recommends, but Denver and Lylee, fantastic. All right, Chase.
4: Well, seeing as I don't have one of those glasses, I'm gonna pick the Glencairn. But I, I think I want to get one of those.
2: Agreed. I only have I only have Glencairn and then whiskey rocks glasses. So I'm picking Glencairn.
1: All right, next question. Keep in mind these are perfectly cooked meats: brisket versus pulled pork. Matt, <laughs> uh, perfectly cooked
2: brisket all day. Stacy, mm.
4: brisket.
2: Shit, don't. brisket. I mean,
4: if it's perfect. I mean, if it's if, too if, late if, next to No, 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 no,
2: no. If it's perfect, if it's perfect, I'm picking brisket. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hot, creamy meat. Creamy? Oh, creamy. I don't know creamy.
5: about creamy
0: meat. No. It's, still, it's buttery. I think buttery is a better description. Buttery is great.
4: Hashtag crazy. meat
1: cream. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> all right, guys. Who would win in a fight? Tarzan versus the Predator. Ooh. Nah. Ah, the Predator. Man, that dude. Against the king of the jungle. Yeah, no oh question. Arnold Schwarzenegger that dude's got- was able to beat him. <laughs> He's got all the, all the technology, man. Oh, yeah. Echo over Ron. All right. Stace. That one.
2: That one Is that
1: is, is is that a gorilla man or is that a predator? It's a predator.
2: Hell no. Forget both these Jabronis over here. You can't beat Tarzan. Homeboy sliding down vines and trees and branches. That's like his own freaking jungle gym out there. Plus, he calls the jungle to his aid. Silverbacks on your ass. Predator going down. Guys, but I believe rare. in something. Yeah. I believe in something. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> You had a
1: nerve. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys. Eagle Rare ten year versus Henry McKenna ten year bottle and bond. Matt. Eagle Rare. Stacy. Is that
4: an Eagle?
1: <laughs> I wanna know what I wanna know what your sound for, for, for Henry McKenna is. <laughs> mm, yes. You know what i you
4: know what though? Here's my rabbit hole. Was it somebody that like discovered eagle and was like eagle
2: rare? <laughs> I mean, they were rare to see. Eagles are rare to see. At the eagle rare
1: or double eagle, extra rare. Joel.
3: <laughs>
2: Caca. <laughs> no eagle rare for sure, man. I like Henry McKenna, but the ten year, I don't. For the price point, um, I think eagle rare beats it up.
1: They're both at a very similar price point. That's why I chose the two
2: for the price point. That's why I'm saying
1: eagle rare beats it up. Gotcha. Guys, this is a big one. TRP versus JRE. Matt. Oh,
0: TRP all day long. JRE doesn't even know what's coming. Come on. Stacy. No,
4: didn't you hear his apology video? He doesn't even know what he's talking about. TRP, baby. Hang on.
2: Hang on. What did he apologize for? I didn't hear that.
4: Not getting his facts straight.
2: Yep. About what? What did he mess up on? About people burning cop cars and uh, And getting arrested for it. It was one guy and he. We went on a big tangent about a big, big group of people. No,
4: much respect. Honestly, much respect to JRE, but TRP, we're coming for but you. But he
2: sucks compared
1: to us. Joel?
2: Yeah, there's a there's a giant dick that he can lay on for me. Uh, definitely some TRP. He can lay on it, not like sit on it? Well, he's a man, so tummy <laughs> sticks, you know. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> Scissor.
1: <laughs> Dry rub versus barbecue sauce. Matt. There's so many That's That's a hard
0: one
2: Rapid fire
0: That's what she said
4: Uh, uh,
1: uh, I gotta go dry rub Dry rub That's what she said (laughs)
4: Depends on the application But Nine times out of ten Dry rub
1: Dry rub baby All day Mm.
4: Mm. All
1: right guys This brings us To the end of the Segment for the evening This brings us to The special edition End of the segment Reload rub versus literally every other rub. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course.
4: (laughs) Our raisins grape jerky. I'll give it to you. Our raisins grape jerky.
1: Our raisins grape jerky. Grape jerky. I like it.
2: Did my did my salty prunes taste good in your mouth? earlier in the podcast. So good and so juicy. And that
1: brings us to the end of Rapid Fire Questions. And I will throw it over to Joel for his segment.
2: <laughs> That's right, guys. It's time for the best segment on the podcast. I don't care if they try to derail me. I'm going to power through. It is time for Reload Recommends. We recommend things to you that we think are badass. With that being said, let's dive into it. Time for it. Reload. Oh, the recommendations, recommendations from oh, yeah. That's right. Here we go. We're diving in today. We got some good stuff to recommend to you guys. We're gonna start this thing off. I'm gonna go Matt first, following up with Jeremy, Stacy, then Jeremy and Joel. I'm gonna reiterate that Matt first, then Stacy, <laughs> then Jeremy, and <then> myself. <laughs> So, that is the order of the day. Matt, kick us off with your recommendation, buddy.
0: I like it. You saved the best for first. So, this week for Matt's music, I have local Chattanooga boy, Larry Fleet. So, for those that don't know, uh, I'm also from Chattanooga. I've been keeping an eye on this guy as he's been kind of coming up through the ranks. He's been opening for Jake Owen lately on tour, so he's got some legitimacy. So, for a feel good down home vibe here's 2019's light about
2: love Who
3: told you-
0: he has got this like bluesy country folky riff going on. Joel, I know you've been waiting for it. His music absolutely slaps. That's right. So go check out the That Reload podcast. Uh, Reload recommends playlist on Spotify. If you haven't already, go hit the heart icon. That way you can check it out every week. When we add new music, Larry Fleet Light About Love is
2: incredible. That's right, guys. Matt puts together a stellar playlist on there, so if you want uh, some good tunes, let's do check that out. Yeah, just so throw it on the shuffle. It's a ton of music that Jeremy absolutely loves. Like Every single song, mm-hmm. there's only two that he doesn't like, but every single song on there is just like right
0: and in the And those two are the ones he added, so I mean, you
2: can't help it that <laughs> he didn't really like his strange. own songs. <laughs> even though I've only ever added one, it's so strange. Yeah, but you liked one of mine. You liked one of mine. That's what. Yeah, that's oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, so now we, I forgot the order again But we're going Stacey. to go Stacy, yeah, thank you for doing that
4: Okay, what I'm recommending tonight Is something that we made today um, I've always been a fan of Suzy Bullock From Hey Girl Hey Yes. Years hey. ago Hey Girl Hey um, Her recipe for smoked macaroni and cheese We decided to try it tonight With a spin with double action um, It was so freaking bomb Like yeah. Couldn't get enough. Like, I have always turned my nose at like homemade anything that I've ever made that had like a homemade roux or whatever, minus what I've had, like what Jeremy has made. Um, so I've never really wanted <laughs> to give it. That's all ever had. Honestly, I haven't, I haven't really wanted to give it like a shot. And so I was skeptical, but I wanted to try it. And we used um, cheddar cheese, we used smoked Gouda. I, it, it was amazing. So freaking delicious. It Our was, neighbors came over and had some and they loved it. Smashed. It was
2: really good. Uh, we made it out on the campshift sidekick. It was, you know, something you had to be on top of. But it man. is.
4: It's something that you have to babysit for sure. But that's on our website, heygirlhey.com. dot yep. um, I recommend it. Of course, you got to use the reload double action in it.
0: Hollow. Did it dry out? Because I know a lot of like smoked macaroni and cheeses. When I've tried them, they've dried out.
4: No, it was so gooey and creamy, like liquidy yeah. cheesy. It was and thick. It was so amazing, Matt. I'm not even joking. Mm,
0: yeah, there was gooey and cheesy and thick. Just liquidy. like me. That's,
4: <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
3: That's how Joe likes women. <laughs>
2: T-H-I-C-C-C. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yes, very good. Jeremy, what you got to recommend, bro?
1: All right, guys. I have a good recommendation. Uh, first, I want to say I really doubt um, Susie's flavor profile, but we'll move on to that later. <laughs> um, so I have a TV show to recommend. Uh, I binged this just this week. And it just came out. Um, it's on Netflix. It's called The American Barbecue Showdown. I watched the first episode of that. And to reiterate a review I brought up earlier, Hot Garbage. Oh, really? wow. <laughs> You're recommending Hot Garbage. What would you call a person who cooks
2: things? A chef or a cook. Or a cook. Okay. Stacy?
4: Uh, Chef.
2: We're 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 scared, but no, I, I cook. <laughs> Would you call them a cooker? No. No. no the cooker
1: is the, the thing device. that does the, the thing that does the cooking. The yes. One of the many problems with the show, uh they constantly call the cooks cookers. That cooker over there made a really good mac and cheese. <laughs> That's that cooker. Like a <laughs> every time it, it just hit me in the face and uh They wanted it, to say hooker. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a binge-worthy show, but if you know Barbecue, you'll have a really fun time pulling it apart. There are a lot of issues with different things in the show. The judges say some things. Whoever's writing the little scripts on the bottom of the screen has no idea what they're writing about. Like,
2: it's <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Rabbit Hole. For future TRP YouTube content, we watch shitty cooking reality shows. And we break them down and make fun of them. And
4: put a camera. On I our faces. like
2: that idea. Put I put like a face that. On our camera. a
4: camera on
1: us. Like we'll yes. do a live stream of yes. just yes. us for hours, binge watching this content just and making us fun of it. This it's like shit the apart. director's commentary, except us. Yes. Like what's that? science theater three thousand,
2: whatever. Yes. Mystery yes. science
1: yes. theater three thousand. yeah. One hundred percent. Yes. They
2: were, they were the founders of that shit.
1: Um. Overall, um, I kept clicking next episode, next episode, next episode because uh, I wanted to see how this thing progressed. Uh, it's definitely binge worthy. Uh, it's not a horrible show. It's well put together, um, but th- th- there's a lot of parts where you're scratching your head, like "What the hell did they just say?" Yep.
2: <laughs> <Hashtag> #Cooker <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag say- #Cooker
1: <laughs> Friend of
0: the show, Pit Barrel. I don't know for sure if Pit Barrel supplied the Pit Barrels or if yes. the show
1: bought them, but they do cook on Pit Barrels really? on the show. So ah. it's pretty cool to see that. Yeah, Each pit had a Pit Barrel cooker, a green egg, and then a reverse flow smoker. And that's a
4: lot, uh,
2: a lot of what they cooked on. Nice. Yeah, so I'll yeah. have to
4: check it out oh, I'll have to hit up Amber I have up to with watch
2: that. it now, so... That's uh so yes, who want to watch some hot garbage? Check out, uh, have some good <laughs>, laughs. laughs. Check out Jeremy's recommendation. So for me this week, spinning off of that, uh, I am going to recommend something that I cooked on a pit barrel tonight, which was wings. If you um like to eat wings, ninety percent of America does. I recommend that you cook wings mm-hmm. over charcoal dry rub style. So whether you're doing it on like a Weber kettle, whether you're doing it on a Primo or a big green egg, or if you're doing it on the pit barrel, like I did, get that sucker to about 275 with the charcoal, and you're going to want to season them up really good. One of the best things, which is an award-winning blend we have, is six parts of our barbecue, sweet and smoky barbecue blend double action to one part of our spicy blend pack and heat. Put thirty wings in a gallon Ziploc bag and shake and bake. Shake that stuff up, massage it all in there. They'll get all nice and coated, and good and furry. Then put them things on there. You're looking for an internal temp for the flats of about one ninety five, and you're looking for an internal temp of the wing of about
4: no oh, the the leg. Or, or the, the leg. Drum. drummy
2: got the, the drummy for about two o two two o five somewhere in that range. So. I recommend it, guys. Also, we use the sleeper seasoning, high caliber on a set of these things, and that garlic punch was fantastic. But charcoal cooked wings is one of the best wings. It gets a nice char, crispies on the outside. It's fantastic.
4: And I have something to say with that. Like, I actually saw somebody that I'm friends with on Facebook today. And they posted that they were cooking some wings in their oven today. And it was unbelievable the amount of people and comments that were like, oh, my gosh, I want your recipe. Or, oh, my gosh, like I love to make wings. Like you share your recipe, blah, 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 blah. And she cooked them in the oven at like 250 degrees. Rubber. For several hours. And she was saying, okay, cook it for this many hours. And I just, it just made me cringe to think that this person was guiding other people to waste their wings by throwing them in the oven for 2 or 3 hours at 250 and I will
2: preface at 275 um over charcoal your wings should not take more than 20 minutes to to cook on there at, at 275 right. my wings on the pit barrel at 275 take me about 20 to 25 minutes and they're done
1: we usually run the pit barrels about 475 well I'm just saying Buddy. Did back. you have a uh, a pit a pit temperature in there? No, because uh, when, when we did Wing Fest, we're, we're running about those things uh, between four and five hundred degrees, because um, we're doing them um, no rods and lid cracked.
2: Yes, no rods, lid cracked.
1: Yeah, so you're running about four hundred to five hundred degrees. Well, <laughs> look at Matt's face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Because back- uh, at 275, you'll never get wings up to 195 degrees in 20 minutes. If you think about those numbers.
2: Well, you know, Jeremy, I guess you're right because... I, I, I know I'm right because no, I hope Jeremy, you went Jeremy, a I- first place call in a <laughs> golden
1: ticket at Wingfest running pits at 450 degrees.
2: <laughs> well, so I thought uh, that the pit barrels ran at 275.
1: A pit barrel completely shut down, lid fully on, rods in place, and the bottom vent almost fully covered will run at about two hundred and seventy-five degrees, depending, depending on altitude. altitude. But depending on altitude, that's how you adjust the bottom vent. Um, bottom vent open, rods out, and lid cracked. Those suckers get hot. They get up to like searing temperatures. Well, <laughs> uh, well, guys,
4: I feel like I'm being scolded.
1: You, as a listener, <laughs> you, you are. You, you're <laughs> you, over here. No, no. no <laughs> Talking about oven wings
4: and 275. I'm yes, supporting is- oven wings. I'm saying that was garbage.
2: Listen, y'all, you as a listener, you're lucky. You're lucky we have this bougie ass chef, <laughs> this, this cooker <laughs> over here, the cooker <laughs> over here. No, we, you're lucky you guys have Jeremy because he's right. I did not measure it. And whatever that thing runs at, at a full glass um, of charcoal is it- what it is.
1: A big issue people run into because a lot of people love smoked wings, um, and I think if you cook over um, a 400 degree charcoal grill, you're going to get some some beautiful smoke flavor on your wings. But if you run at 275, you run sub 300 temperatures. You're going to have chewy, chewy skin on those wings. You're not going to have that crisp that you really that 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 just sets off the wing and makes it the beautiful thing that it is. So
2: would this be 275 redacted?
4: He meant to say four.
2: I meant to say four.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I I figured, Joel. I I figured you did, but then you stuck with the two seventy five, and I was like, "Wait a second, (laughs) (laughs) this this jabroni over here, son of a bitch."
2: (laughs) 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 You know what? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think
4: this leads to um, the idea that we need to have a wing recipe. I mean, we need I mean, we do. A just, wing episode. I
2: gave you one and I put it wrong. Not a recipe. Wrong.
4: Gosh, I had too much bourbon. We need to have a wing episode. Okay.
2: So that being said, before they shit on me anymore, we're going to exit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to exit. Yeah, go exit out of here. Love you guys. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all for listening to that Reload podcast. Go ahead,
1: hey,
2: Ryan. Love you too. I'd love you oh, more. Hey. <laughs> love you too, guys. Love you too. Okay. I just got to, I, you know, I wasn't feeling the love the other night. (laughs) Y'all never, you never never say it. You never say it. I say it. Y'all never do. So I'm saying it now. I wanted to go. I was prefacing, why do you all never say that you love me?
4: Why don't you say don't, you love me don't. back? Why
2: don't you say it back? We love you, and we love all
1: you beautiful listeners out there. That's, That's right. right.
2: So you guys right now, hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now so you can listen to that Reload podcast anytime, anywhere.
4: And buy some Reload.
2: <laughs> buy some, <laughs> this is getting out of control. We love you guys. We'll see you on the next show.
4: See you next Tuesday.
2: This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today.
0: Talk about your mom. Mom, guy going. On. Oh, why have I never made that connection before? I get
1: it all the time. Wait, M- Matt, I've said it like it. a dozen times. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've heard it. I've just never been listening. This is Joel's nickel juice. I'm sure if you ask him later, he'll give you some.
4: That's all right. I don't want to ask for that right now. <laughs> I have a headache. Salty. <laughs> I suddenly have a headache.
1: <laughs> that's so weird Ty gets us all the time too
4: yeah
2: oh, oh that's right that is <laughs> Chris
3: looking good baby
2: that is clean so, and it's so
3: zoomed
1: <laughs> <laughs> much zoom so wow <laughs> this well, is gonna be good tonight I can feel it
4: boss barbecue Billy Boss Barbecue from Hooked on yep. Barbecue
1: From Hooked on Barbecue, coming straight to you from New Jersey.
2: A.K.A. Billy Boss Barbecue, (laughs) A.K.A. Hooked on Barbecue.
4: I've got it right here. Bourbon news. He's got to cut this out. Jeremy, has got some (laughs) bourbon news.
2: (laughs) That's gonna be good with this bourbon news. Yeah, yeah I've got all this, got this out.
4: Bourbon news. <clears throat> No, all right, leave, Jeremy, go with your
1: anchor voice. Nope, nope. I'm going to reference that a bunch uh, during this segment, <laughs> so you have okay. to leave it in because um, that was incredible. <laughs> um, and then each of us go into our favorite recipe. Mine would be like a skillet hash. Oh, no, uh, that's mine. How? Is, I've never seen you make a skillet hash. Come on, dude. <laughs> Are you
0: serious? I make them all the time.
2: Oh my gotta- Rochambeau for right now. One two three, shoot.
1: Wait, is it one two three then go yes. or go? one, one two three. three then go? Yep. Okay. So, one two
2: three, go. Oh wait, yeah. you went too slow.
4: We can't even see your hand. I'll tell you when to go. Matt?
2: keep your hands up. Ready? Hurry right. down, down, Matt, down. Ready? Go. Wait.
1: What? One.
4: <laughs> Gun all right, two. All right. I all right. i'm, I'm counting
1: I, I i'm counting you ready matt all right yes ready one two three go go again go again it's not his paper one come on man one <laughs> you just do hash. it's okay you just do it <laughs> i got another recipe
2: um <laughs> oh man that's too good this all right, guys, so we are back from the break. Oh, it is you <laughs> went
4: one, two,
2: three. I didn't.
4: <laughs> Stacy, leave <laughs> him alone.
1: Joel's still learning his numbers.
4: One. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. It's warm in here. I can't.
2: Okay, all right, okay, here we go. <laughs> so much for condensing this shit. Here we go. So let's take a break. And on the other side, we are bringing back 22 and 2.
4: Way to repeat exactly what I said. You didn't
1: bring it in, guys. Guys, after the break, we are bringing you back twenty-two and two. <laughs> Let's go twenty-two and two after the break.
4: <laughs> okay, I got it. I will do that for sure. I,
2: I can't do the show with Matt doing the shit. I can't do it. <laughs>
1: Matt, the uh, picture is too clear for you to be pulling that shit on us. <laughs> no, his eyes are so seductive. <laughs>